0: Hello everybody, this is TPN the walk-on for the Props Network. This is Joel Walkowski and welcome to the Friday Props Drop with my good friend and the 52-yard man himself, Steve Clark. We have an amazing assortment of lines and picks and potential wagers this week. Honestly, by a wide margin. These are my favorite picks of the season so far. We've done this eight times. This is the most confident I've felt, which means I'm going to go like two and six. But one caveat before we get into it, we had a few audio problems. Uh, Bear with us. We'll get through it. And I think the picks and the content are enough to make this an enjoyable episode. So enjoy it. Um, So before we get started, I just want to say I really like the props this week. I think there's a lot of good lines out here.
1: Yeah, I was looking. It's weird. It it completely depends on when you look. I looked yesterday at like 6.30 p.m. and wasn't finding much of anything. But then I like checked in again really late at night, like at midnight, and there was just a ton of stuff. But at that point, I was like, I'm going to bed. So you probably found better stuff than me if you did it a little later at night. Yeah, I did this at uh,
0: 2 a.m. I took a break from reading a great biography of Walter Payton and Sweetness by our friend Jeff Perlman. And uh, I did some lines. And gosh, was yesterday just the easiest gambling victory of all time or what?
1: Yeah, it was a joke. Complete joke. I mean, if you took the under, you're upset. But why would you bet the total when the Packers were going to win by 20? Yeah,
0: and that, I I was lucky. I was on the right side of the line with that. I figured Packers off a loss. It's a revenge game. They need to establish the biggest ranking. So I got it at, like, Packers minus five. I was feeling good, like, at 8-16.
1: Yeah, I got minus four, so I was feeling great you got after minus that first five. Yeah, because a- I put it in on Tuesday. Yeah, getting it in
0: early for this one, it was like – I counted on that money all week, and I might have – everything else tied up into my account right now. So I need this money. I need this $72. It's got to get me through the weekend. Let's go BYU.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that Jarek McKinnon touchdown at the end cashed me in DFS. So Oh, there you go. go Okay, so uh, do
0: you want to get us started here?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to start with the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm going to take them over 25 and a half points at minus 110 uh, or minus 115. I think that Justin Herbert's like amazing. He's incredible. Yes. He puts up points and his defense can't do a damn thing. So if he keeps having to put points up because his defense can't make any stops, 25 and a half against a Vegas defense that gives up 29 points per game is very, very doable. I think this is going to be kind of a shootout and it'll be a kind of a high-scoring game. Emphatically
0: agree with you there. And the Chargers, they are the witness protection of the program <laughs> of the NFL. The average fan, they don't realize how good Herbert is. He's not a great rookie quarterback. He's a great quarterback, period. Yep. And along with what you're saying, like he's doing some very significant things. I actually, I have been getting a lot of shit from everyone else at the props Center, but I love the Chargers here.
1: Yeah, I get, the spread is not that big, is it? No, it's basically a pick, and yeah.
0: I truly think that they have the worst coach in the NFL. Apologies to Patricia. Apologies to Gaze. No, but, it, but it, it 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 they've blown four consecutive sixteen point second half leads. Yeah, if any other coach, they're a playoff team.
1: Oh, I would agree, except for Adam Gaze. But yeah, with most other coaches, they're a playoff team.
0: I mean, Gase is ruining a roster that's hopeless. Lynn is ruining a roster that's, like, among the best assembled in the NFL. So I think that he's doing more damage to the sport.
1: Yeah, that's a good argument.
0: All right. So I will will get back on track. Um, He's really been great this year. The Jets really miss him. Robbie Anderson is headed to Kansas City. His over-under is 70.5 receiving yards. And uh, it's between 70 or 75 plus. And I am all over it. Every Robbie Anderson line this week looks to be pretty good value to me.
1: He's so good. And he, I mean, if DJ Moore doesn't have, I think DJ Moore's only had one game this year where he just like completely exploded and Robbie Anderson couldn't do much. But every other game, Robbie Anderson has been the number one guy in Carolina and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot against the chiefs.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing. He is the number one receiver there. D.J. Moore is a very good receiver. His reputation, his production, they're all there. This is just a testament to how good Robbie Anderson is, and it's not like the Chiefs have a cover corner. They're going to be playing from behind most of the game. If you see a prop for 100 yards, do it. I mean, I'm going to go out Sunday morning, and I'm just going to hit the over on every Robbie Anderson bet.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun, and McCaffrey's back.
0: McCaffrey's back and I wish the schedule makers were a little bit kinder to Carolina. They're an interesting team. I love the way their defensive line's been playing, but you know, they got buried by two divisional games in five days. They didn't pass the test, and it's going to be hard going for them the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, but they're a fun team to watch. I like that pick. I like every Robbie Anderson pick. I've always like this whole season, I've been like, yep, I'll take the over with him. Cause he's so consistent.
0: So consistent, and, like, you look at his frame, and it's just amazing he's still out there in Week 9. Like, I get so worried for him. It's like he he has the same build as, like, Lamar Jackson.
1: Yeah. What do you think about Robbie Anderson, 100-plus, plus plus 210, Robbie Anderson to
0: get 125-plus, plus 450? um, I would do the 100 plus plus 210. No need to get greedy there. And uh, 100 yards is a great game. I don't want to have a guy have a great game and then still be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, right. I agree. I like that. All right, there we go. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> Let me next- move. I'll move over to this Bills Seahawks game, one of the more anticipated games of the weekend. I'm going to take Josh Allen over 288 and a half passing yards. Seahawks defense is terrible. The the worst defense. They're giving up 359 passing yards per game.
0: And I guess you're asking yourself, we've seen the Seahawks team all year. Cam Newton passed for like 325 against them. Do we think Josh Allen can put up Cam Newton passing numbers? Yeah, we can.
1: Absolutely. And they're such a weird team too. Like, even if they're ahead, they will allow the Bills to catch up. They will—they The Seahawks are incapable of blowing someone out. They will always play a weird game where they win by three or they lose by one point. So I think Josh Allen will have his chance here to to put up some yards with the Seahawks' offense being as good as they are and their defense being as terrible as they are.
0: And I'm, I, have, I've, I have a few too many picks, so I'm just going to throw in with you. I do like Stephon Diggs to score a touchdown at plus 140. Like – the, the Bills have such a distinct receiving core. I think against a bad passing defense, they're going to be able to run that track meet offense that they somehow built in the city of Buffalo.
1: Yeah. And I'll, I mean, I'll go to my next one because you're talking about him. I like Diggs 75 plus receiving yards.
0: Oh yeah. This game is made for Diggs, right? And like, yeah. He's been a big, big game performer over his career. The football spotlight is on this matchup in the one o'clock slates. Like this is the sort of game I expect Stefan to show up in.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, over the last four games, he's averaged 11 targets per game. He's clearly Josh Allen's favorite target.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's great. i I'm, I'm not as interested in that game as I it, it, the minus three in that one is a really good line to me. So yeah. I haven't been able to figure out how I'm gonna wager on it. That one I think I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it.
1: That's gonna be a great game. I don't even remember how I picked that game. But yeah, we have like- that
0: we have that one and then we have Baltimore, Indianapolis, and in the one o'clock slates. Like I'm gonna have one of those on each monitor. I'm gonna ignore the stupid Lions game. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs>
1: The Lions game went like you expected it to go last week. I thought it would be closer. No way.
0: I think the Colts are kind of slept on. I, If you were to write down like the top 30 players in football, there would be two or three Colts on that list. They just get like the stink guy because Phil Rivers is a bottom eight quarterback right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I, 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 you're going to love this one, Steve. Okay. Okay. I like Zane Gonzalez over seven and a half points. Are we doing kicker bets? Yes, we are doing kicker bets.
1: Of course, we're we, doing kicker bets.
0: Yeah, we that's, love we love it. And go ahead.
1: That's great. At seven and a half points is nothing, especially against a great
0: mm-hmm. Miami defense, ranked number one in the NFL. We know the Cards will be able to move the ball, but. If they just hold them in, out of the end zone one or two times, this hits easily. I love this figure.
1: That's amazing. I, yeah, kicker bets maybe should be something we look into more. If you yeah, can get I mean, something as low as 7.5. Yeah,
0: and I bet the, there is the least amount of algebra put into the kicker bets. So yeah. <laughs> you could actually just – I bet all the lines are around 7.5. So you could just take – you know, kickers on good offenses against bad defenses. Like, this seems like it'd be an easy thing to build a model for.
1: Yeah, right? Like, if yeah. you would have taken Mason Crosby last night in a game that you're clearly going to win, you would have hit.
0: Yeah, they were. They might have been on that, too. Like, they knew they could have punched the ball in a few times. They're like, all right, Mason, get out.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is Mason Crosby ever going to go away? I feel like he's been their kicker for 40 years.
1: Yeah, I remember – my first year playing fantasy football when I was like 17 and he was like the best kicker in the league and here we are and he's still around and he's still good he had a 53 yarder last night
0: yeah good for him and that's a this one of the hardest place to kick in all of the NFL so that just goes to show you how amazing these guys are
1: yeah man
0: uh, okay so this one it's kind of rolled over into a general theory I've at, had throughout the season So I'm just going to put out a couple of guys who match this theory this week. I think the tight end yardage lines have had really good value. And that goes for this week. Evan Ingram, his line is over 34 and a half. Mike Gisicki, he's over 31 and a half. And, you know, I just feel like these lines aren't commensurate with the value. A lot of these tight ends are such big parts of their offenses. And, you know, is that, Evan Ingram is the number one weapon for the New York Giants. He's going to get 40 yards.
1: Yeah, you would definitely think so. I feel like Washington is probably one of the better pass defenses in the league. I could be wrong about that. But, yeah, the Giants offense is so weird. It's so bizarre. Darius Slayton has taken a bigger role, and he's really good. He's really fast. They ignore Golden Tate completely. I don't know if you saw his wife was basically like, hey, my husband's open like every play. Why isn't he getting thrown the ball? And then someone went through the tape and found like eight or nine plays where he had like three yards of separation. Oh, wow. Daniel Jones cannot go through his reads. So if Evan Ingram is his first read on, you know, five or six plays, he could easily hit 34 and a half
0: yeah it just watching the giants because we live in new york unfortunately we have to watch a lot of the giants yeah. he is their first option like when they were trying to claw back in that tampa game he it was to ingram to ingram to ingram
1: yeah i wonder if this this is a game i also don't have a great beat on the spread so i'm teasing it but giants and football team woof.
0: i think i like football team there it, is it still two and a half on your book
1: yeah, I was seeing two and a half or three.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's football team off a of bye. And if we just look at these teams, I see a lot of flaws. But I think that the two most talented positional groups are the Washington defensive line and the Washington receivers. So yeah. that makes leads me to a claim that they should win this by more than a field goal at home off a of bye.
1: Especially with Bradbury got torched last week. So if if that can happen again... With Scary Terry. Yeah.
0: Love Terry. One of the most underrated guys in the NFL. I don't know how a guy who plays four years, is the captain of Ohio State, and then flies under the radar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. He's incredible.
0: Incredible. He's one of those guys who do does everything. And like his rookie year stats, they do kind of put him on that like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones trajectory. And he's got a game manager there. So you're not really gonna see the full. I mean, so Michael like, Thomas, but uh, <laughs> uh, but you you're not seeing the full extent of what he can do. He's gonna have a breakthrough.
1: He just got named captain.
0: Ooh! So his third captaincy by the age of 25—that's kind of incredible. <laughs> um,
1: let me take us to the Titans against the Bears. I, I heard this is our big moment. Oh, are you going to have the same as me?
0: I am we're we're against each other, brother.
1: Ooh, I have Derrick Henry over 94 and a half rushing yards.
0: I have Derrick Henry under 94 and a half rushing yards. What's your logic,
1: Steve? Um, Chicago's rush defense is bad. They give up 120 rushing yards per game. Pass defense is pretty good. The Titans, I'm assuming, but we'll see because they've been weird the last 2 weeks. We'll have a lead and we'll just give Derrick Henry, you know, 22 carries. The only thing that is holding me back – I'm not going to put any money on this. This is strictly for the show. The only thing that's holding me back is that Jeremy McNichols has had a way bigger role the last couple weeks, the backup running back. So if they get a good lead, he could come in and vulture, you know, eight or nine carries and really reduce Henry's upside.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with a lot of the things you said there. I watched that entire Bears Saints game last Sunday and I know the metrics are that the Bears they they give a, have, a, have a poor run defense but I noticed that you know New Orleans was having a success attacking them outside with Derek Henry you're running in between the tackles mm-hmm. and I think at some point they're going to have complications of Taylor Lewan being out for the season and I think may, missing their biggest piece of the Offensive line against the Bears front that features Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. They might have some trouble. And 94.5 is like a very high figure.
1: The Super high, yeah. I don't feel good about this bet at all. Um, but had to make eight. And Chicago's run defense is bad.
0: <laughs> Hope yeah. it really hinges
1: on the Titans having a lead. Which the Bears are such a weird team and so are the Titans that you can't even bank on it.
0: Yeah, I feel like... I really like the Bears as a value this game, actually. Getting six points, I feel like both teams have a lot of things to correct. I imagine good weeks of practices in a really tight, toughly contested matchup.
1: The Bears are so bad, though. It's like insane.
0: It's so bad, but it's mostly the play calling.
1: It's, yeah, almost 100% the play calling.
0: Like, if they feature, they could easily build an offense around Allen Robinson in that Michael Thomas role where he he can get 8 yards every time like yeah. if they just if they just took the compromises of having like a top 5 receiver who's wasted his entire career Terry McLaurin we just talked about you look at Allen Robinson avoid that yeah ooh we uh-oh. Uh-oh. They, they heard me make fun of Drew Brees. They're coming to defend him. <laughs> All the guys from outside the Philadelphia Vote Counting Center are up here to p- protect Drew Brees. <laughs> okay, so I like in the Kansas City Chiefs Carolina Panthers game, I like Patrick Mahomes over 18 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. And, uh, you know, I, just because of. Uh, I like the young defensive line of the Panthers. I think they're going to be able to just push the pocket around, and Mahomes has that ability to get 15, 20 yards on a scramble. So, yeah, I think this is a great number. This is my favorite line of the week, actually, and I am going to be backing
1: this, no hesitation. How has he been throughout the year? Let's see. I, have I, no, I just know that he is – like, last week, he put up 416 passing yards, which is insane. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how good of a runner he's been.
0: Yeah, he, he he's gotten uh, – so he's gotten 36, 21, 28, 26, and 54 yards. He had no rushes yeah. against, um, against Houston. But other than that, he's been throwing the ball a lot. And, like, for instance, like – he, the last the last game against Buffalo, he ran the ball 10 times and that's a similar like defensive yeah. fr- defensive front and,
1: that's, yeah and I, he's way more active than I thought he was that why is it set so low then that's well, kind of nuts
0: well he he's he's, he, he's averaging like 40 yards per rush in like 40 yards per game in like five of the games and then in two games he has no rush oh <laughs> But on uh, the here he's averaging about uh, 10, y- he's averaging like 27, 28 yards per game. So the metrics are definitely in line for him to hit that over.
1: Right. You just need him to run it, run the ball a couple times.
0: Yeah, I'm down for it. And um, th- this is a different pick, but I like Phil Rivers under four and a half rushing yards minus 120. <laughs> I thought that was a typo on your no, email. No, it's, it's four and a half yards, and uh, I love the under. There's no way Phil Rivers is going to be tucking it under. They've got a big game this Thursday against Tennessee, and I expect him to be very conservative <laughs> in terms of running the ball.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I don't see it. They played Baltimore this weekend, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's another great game. I would. I'm backing Baltimore. Indianapolis has had their practice week disrupted, so they haven't been able to get get any practices in. So if the line is Baltimore one and a half, I half, I'd really like that.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about how many teams got COVID this week? So <laughs> many teams.
0: I mean, we haven't we haven't even mentioned Chase Daniel yet.
1: Yeah, it's really insane. Um, and it's crazy that yesterday's game happened. And it was like, yeah, NFL, this is what you deserve. Yeah, the, the 49ers having just a bunch of practice squad players out on the field. Like this is kind of what you get for not taking this more seriously.
0: Yeah, but as gamblers, this is a great opportunity yeah, you to can... line our pockets. That's I feel true. like I feel like Kelly Luffler right now I'm making so much money <laughs> off coronavirus. <laughs> At MGM Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Jamie Foxx and the Detroit Lions, is live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia, and now the great state of Tennessee, home of Don Singstack. Are you betting NFL or college football this season? How about the Masters coming up next week? Take some of that action to BetMGM. Why? Because for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right. Just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll will be yours. Then you will enjoy All that BetMGM has to offer earning free bets every week in the Money Monday Club, multi sport parlay boosters, and this week players at BetMGM can take advantage of the new SEC bet and get. Just wager $20 or more on any SEC college football game, and a $10 free bet is all yours. So try BetMGM with code WALKON20 now. While the offer lasts, must be 21 or older to bet online. You or someone, you know, have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Well, as a viewer, Richard Roberts wants you guys to know that he is backing Russell Wilson for MVP
1: at those steep, steep odds.
0: I mean, I get that. Um, I still don't understand why Ben Roethlisberger is only 30 is 30 to one. I feel like Ben deserves to be in the con— I hate Roethlisberger, but the way he's been in his con this season, the odds do not line up with his performance whatsoever.
1: Interesting. I think there's just been so many dominant performances that his good year is not, like, enough.
0: Yeah, but it's weird that ever there is a dialogue about Russell Wilson never having won an MVP, but Roethlisberger hasn't either, and he's had one of the great careers for a quarterback— and if the Steelers go fifteen and one, I think he's going to get some recognition for that.
1: That's yeah, that's true. If the Steelers can keep up this pace and just have an incredible record and you know march into the one seed, that would definitely put him more in contention.
0: Yeah, and like Ben's on a better team than Russell is. There is a lot of things the Seahawks can't do on one side of the ball, in particular. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Russ for MVP is probably a, a wise bet right now. If for nothing else, his uh, durability, like he doesn't miss games. Big Ben could be out by week 11, killing his MVP chances. We don't know much about Kyler yet. Like Tom Brady's 43. So, yeah, good job, Richard. I don't know what the odds are, but it's... i mean, it's, it's minus 175
0: for Russ at no. points bet. You can get Big Ben at plus 3,000.
1: So, yeah, minus 175 is a little prohibitive for me, but like the safest bet out there I'm sure
0: yeah I I actually had a good time looking at the the Heisman futures last night you know you could get Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence at plus money right now so I might be inclined to back both of those interesting um okay are you up or am I up I've got one if you don't
1: I'll go I'll do one because we're kind of talking about the Steelers already I'll take the Steelers over 28 points against the Dallas Cowboys. Easy uh, money. Yeah. Yeah, the Cowboys are giving up 33 points per game. The Steelers are averaging 30 points per game. The only thing that concerns me, and this concerned me last week with the with the Cowboys game as well, is that the Steelers jump out to a 28 or to like a 24 nothing lead and then run the clock. Also, a weird thing since Danucci took over, or in the games that Danucci has played. I know he's not playing this week, but with games with a bad quarterback, the Cowboys defense has kind of stepped up. They only is, gave up 25 against Washington and 23 against the Eagles.
0: Yeah, but they also played the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. offense last week, so that might help anybody's metrics. I don't know if they were inspired by Danucci or just facing Carson Wentz. I think it's the a, Eagles should have scored 40. In that game. Oh,
1: yeah. But I also think it's like a kind of a thing for a defense where you're like, oh, we actually like need to make stops because we don't have Dak Prescott to put up 40 points a game. Like we don't have a chance if we don't hold the team to under 30 points. Uh, but and, they're bad. They're really bad.
0: And I thought Ben DiNucci was a heroic figure. I... Um... Look forward to him eventually getting an invincible-esque film made about him starring Mario from you know Mario. And you know, we do the line for Points for, for Points Bet every week where we give them a prop and they put out a line for it in this week's I would like to honor the greatest Italian American this side of Chris Columbus. I'm talking about the Harry Potter director. But um I want to see the points bet line. On if Ben DiNucci will start another NFL game. (laughs) (laughs) Around what would you price that at? If you were. Plus 360. Plus. Really?
1: What? Yeah. I mean. For the rest of his career?
0: Yeah. All right, so we'll be tweeting that to @pointsbetusa <laughs> hashtag name a bet. Will Ben DiNucci start another game in the NFL? Maybe it could be a five years expiration, but it'll be a, it'll be a future, you know, it'll be like a long term op- options contract. Yeah, done. All right, well, yeah, I'll be I'll be putting everything I own on ending Ben DiNucci. I'm the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they call me watching game tape. <laughs> All right, so I think I have a real bet here. So I love the Houston Texans this week. I will be backing their money line to the t- if a certain wager comes. And I think that there's a certain dissatisfied person in Houston by the name of Deshaun Watson. And they've got to really make it up to him this week. They know he's frustrated. So I like Watson over 34 and a half passing attempts, minus 125. I think they just let him air it out. He's, they're going to run up the score against Jacksonville. They're tanking. Houston can't tank. So it, the math you know, helps me out here.
1: You don't think that they'll jump out to an early lead and then run it uh, in the fourth quarter?
0: I think they just feel bad for Deshaun <laughs> Watson. So they're going to let him do whatever he wants. He's He made a long-term commitment to this franchise and then shit hit the fan to an absolutely egregious level. So it's yep. the Jacksonville team that's actively trying to lose, I think you let your franchise player go off here.
1: That'd be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, but- like 34 and a half... Pretty low number, given the the NFL we're in these days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just... Here's what I can see happening to ruin this bet. Jake Luton throws a pick six. The Texans score 30 points in the first 30 minutes. And then David Johnson and Duke Johnson go bananas in the last 30 minutes. But, like you said, if they want Deshaun to feel better about himself, especially coming off a bye... And they want to feel like they have some sort of hope. Yeah, they might let them just go bananas out there. Fair. Um, all right. Chase Edmonds is taking over in Arizona as the running back. And I'm gonna take oh. I'm gonna take him 75 plus rushing yards against wow. the Dolphins. Okay. okay. I think Chase Edmonds is better than Kenyon Drake. Just at like at football. So this is a blessing for the Cardinals to get him as their starting running back now that Drake is injured. Um, the Dolphins are a decent defense, but they give up 125 rushing yards per game, so they're not an incredible rushing defense. Uh, I'm assuming the Cardinals at least are close in this game, if not ahead, so they're gonna have opportunities to run the ball. And yeah, Chase Edmonds is great. He averages, I don't even know what his average is, but like on limited touches this year, he's averaged like seven or eight yards per carry. So give me 75 plus rushing yards.
0: Yeah, I do wish the odds were a little bit better on that. Minus 112 seems. You know, like you should be getting a little bit more juice there. And I don't I know he's kind of a small guy. Has he been getting the lion's share of the carries up there?
1: No. Well, Kenyon Drake has been healthy up until now. So now that it's just Edmonds, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. So I see the last verse Seattle, five attempts for 58 yards verse at the Cowboys, five attempts for 23. And you know what? I I like it. He's a, he's a Fordham boy. We want to support our friends from the Bronx. So yeah, back chase Edmonds. I didn't realize he was one of us evil (laughs) Nor'easters.
1: Yeah. And he's, I mean, Kenyon Drake sucks. I feel like this will be like the turning point for the Cardinals where they're like, oh, we have this guy here. We should just use him instead of this other guy.
0: Yeah. And I I do think it's been, it's hard to be a running back. Just the, the quality of all the running backs right now is incredible. Like watching that Lions game last week, Naheem Hines just showed me so much.
1: Yeah. He has like three games a year where he just goes off, and you guys were the unlucky the unlucky victims.
0: Yeah. I, there, and there were some lines that I wanted to take that weren't out this week. Like I liked the over under on Allen Robinson. I didn't see it. I liked the, the under on Josh Jacobs, but I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. So what I did find, I like Jerry Judy. Uh, Broncos are against the Falcons in Atlanta. His over under on points, bet is 47 and a half. So he's the number one receiver in that offense. He has an amazing ability to get separation. And Atlanta has one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. So I expect the number one target to get 50 yards.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. No, yeah, nothing else to say other than that's a great pick. Because the Falcons will put up some points. And the Broncos will have to keep up. Also, that Broncos win last week was nuts. But that was more the Chargers, I guess, than it was the Broncos.
0: Yeah, and that was a game where I, I looked at it just from Monday out. And I was like, Oh, this will probably be the most fun game of the weekend. And it absolutely was. And who better to prepare you for facing the Falcons than the Chargers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. We, we, we got to take the Denver money line for that alone. The Broncos could get hot. And the Broncos, they I thought they had a lot of talent before the year. The level of weapons on this offense, even without Cortland Sutton, is insane. They just got so snake bit by injuries, which is compounded by the fact that they're young as hell.
1: Yeah, and they, if they, okay, so they started their season with the Titans, Steelers, and Bucks. So, like, that's just a, a gauntlet to run through. But since then, I think they're three and one. And they played the Steelers
0: really tightly. They beat the Patriots on the road, so yeah, they've got a good track record. And can you can you do the Drew Lock dance? <laughs> Drew Locke's so cool. He's such a dork, which makes him so
1: cool in my book. I love him. He walking into the tunnel at halftime last week. He yelled at the fan, the fans, the like three hundred people, like, "Don't give up on us!" And then they won the game. Yeah, I, I was watching with uh, Ethan from basketball last
0: week, and, like, we just talked about Drew Locke and how much joy he brought us for three hours straight.
1: So good. And he has, yeah, imagine him with Cortland Sutton. Next year, they're going to be, next year, if they can stay healthy. I mean, they're in a stacked division because I think the Chargers improve next year as well. But I love the bottom of the AFC
0: West. Those are my two favorite teams right there. We're yeah. in Chargers. I, perfect squads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next one, I like Lamar Jackson over 47 and a half rushing yards. Hell yeah. Um reason for this, Ronnie Staley, he pulled the reverse deck Prescott broke breaking his ankle after getting a contract extension. He's out for the year and with a left tackle being out, that Lamar is not going to be able to be comfortable he'll be on the move a lot and if you add that to the complement of running plays he'll get anyhow i expect a
1: big rushing production from him he also just like can't throw he's just like not a good quarterback but he's an incredible runner he i mean last week we saw when they were it was like they were in the red zone and instead of ever passing the ball i think he ran it four straight times so like they don't trust him to throw the ball in key situations for third downs in the red zone. He will run the ball. So yeah, I was looking for this prop as well. And I also want to take Lamar's over in rushing yards.
0: And I know we he, he get people say he's bad at, at throwing the ball. It does feel like his receivers don't get any separation.
1: That very well could be. Just wait till Des
0: comes in, baby. <laughs> We got a new guy. He's
1: 48 years old
0: (laughs) and he's building a brand. (laughs) Uh,
1: I got one more. Sam's I'm going to take, and this one I could not find number on Rob Gronkowski to score a touchdown. He's been very good in the last three games. Like he started off slow because he was retired and getting drunk every night. But he scored a touchdown in each of his last three games. And he's 10th in the league in red zone targets, even after that slow start. So they they love him in the red zone. I know they have Mike Evans, who is also a red zone beast. But they, did you see that stat this week? I was watching their game and they were 20 for 20 in the red zone. I think they missed, I think they had one miss this last week against the Giants. But up until then, they were 20 for 20 inside the red zone, scoring a touchdown.
0: Yeah, and they've just got so many good um, big-bodied guys for red zone targets. Like, you have three talented tight ends before O.J. Howard got hurt. You got Mike Evans. So there's a lot of guys who can go up and get a jump ball. And yeah, Gronk is, like we talk about, I just brought up the separation. Gronk is so open on a lot of these throws. So he's just fits into that offense, and they're using him so well. I don't know what to think of the line on this game. This I've been debating about it all week. Do you have any gut feeling about it? What is it at now? Um, I think it's like bucks four and a half. I'll I'll vary, verify.
1: Okay. I took I took the bucks at four. Um, but yeah, if it's going the other direction, I'm happy. I took them at four. I kind of thought it might go down to three if like Michael Thomas was confirmed back and Alvin Kamara was confirmed healthy and Emmanuel Sanders was back, but. Yeah, and
0: you would expect the Bucs to win this game just because they lost in week one and they're playing mm-hmm. a little bit better than New Orleans is. But it's a divisional game. And, yep. you know, it would not surprise me to see the best version of the Saints team here.
1: Yeah. I mean, this game the, between these two teams is always a complete toss-up. Even when the Bucs were terrible and the Saints were great, the Bucks would take one every year. So, yeah. But I, I think the smart pick is the Bucks, But... It's not always the smart pick that wins in divisional games.
0: Yeah, and four and a half. If it's four and a half, you kind of have to back the Saints here, don't you?
1: Four and a half may put it over the edge with the hook, but I like the Bucks at four. Okay. So you can get it under that.
0: Yeah, watch the line, see where it goes. And like the Sunday night game, I, I probably have a, the worst record on the Sunday night game. You know, I'll do pretty good on the one and four, and then I'll just be like, yeah, whatever I'm going to watch this, put some
1: money out, never win. I did the math on my picks because I've been picking every game this year. and I'm on Monday night games, I'm two and seven, disgusting,
0: yeah. yeah. and even like the Giants keeping it close this week. that was such an obvious line to take the Giants. But how can you bet the Giants? They're yeah. an unlikable train wreck. you I knew they were going to cover the thirteen, but I just couldn't didn't have it in me to root for them,
1: yeah. Yeah, I teased that one down. I think I got the bucks at like minus five, so it was looking great until that garbage time touchdown. Um, but yeah, the Giants always seem to cover, so always bet the Giants is what I'm saying to everyone listening. Always bet the Giants, <laughs> even though it sounds like the worst experience. <laughs> yeah, it's always the worst, but they somehow pull it off.
0: Yeah, and it's I like the Giants like for most of my life, and then the Dave Gettleman era has just been terrible to live through as a new yorker yeah um my last one there's no line for it but it's sunday morning i would advise all of our listeners to take a look at whatever the chase daniel over under for passing yards is he should be in there stafford has covid he won't be practicing he also is a little bit injured so you know with a backup quarterback you know you might expect a conservative game plan or a run heavy offense but Chase Daniel is is not a typical backup quarterback Chase Daniel's slings it he's good yeah and like whenever he's i've seen him start a game like he is given the green light to just throw the ball d- downfield he has actually a playing style comparison to Drew Brees with um a slightly better arm so <laughs> I expect him to really get production, even without Kenny Galladay, who I think is trying to just force his way out of Detroit. Is Kenny not playing? Uh, Kenny's on the fence. There's a hip injury in play. Jeez.
1: Yeah, and do you think if Stafford keeps testing negative, I know he tested negative yesterday, if he gets a couple more negative tests, they won't just fly him out there to play? I mean, they
0: might. This is a game that would kind of validate the any playoff hopes we have right. in and like Everson Griffin being on the squad makes it, you know, we're pretty fired up to play. Yeah. So, I mean, Stafford could well play in this. It is Stafford's team, but I mean, if you just look at the math of the diagnosis, I would expect Chase Daniel to get the start. And in every game I've ever seen Chase Daniel play, he just throws downfield. He's a Mizzou quarterback. We know what Mizzou quarterbacks are.
1: They're gunslingers. Do you think the Lions can still win with Chase Daniel?
0: Um, yeah, just because of the correction. Like, if one team looks great the previous week, one team. Oh yeah, they fall off. Yeah, like the Vikings looked too good last week. I hated that matchup for the Lions from just a just because the Colts were off a bye and fr- they get really frustrated with creative play calling like frank reich is a master of mm-hmm. against the meat and potatoes vikings offense this is a game the lions can win with chase daniels this is a game the lions go in without and that being said they're probably gonna lose by 10. <laughs> yep right they, they don't win this game <laughs> No way. I got Vikings fans. No one has hit no one was so bummed the beginning of the season. I got so much feedback from Vikings fans about how bad they were. They're two and five, and they're all of a sudden mes- messaging me about how they're gonna make the playoffs. It's yeah.
1: Insane. Oh boy.
0: I'm gonna do another ad read, then you got that video, Sammy. Well, you know the props network. Do you know the Props Network? It is the place where bets begin. No, the Props Network, it is not a sports book. It's where smart bettors and new players go before the sports book. Why? Because the Props Network has a few things that all bettors need. Exclusive signing bonuses, reporting on weekly promos, free betting picks, and live odds comparison for every football game. A visit to thepropsnetwork.com before placing a bet guarantees that you'll be wagering with the best available bonus and getting the biggest possible payout when your bets hit. This week at the Props Network, you'll get $30 free bets, no deposit required from Unibet, four risk-free bets up to $1,000 at PointsBet with code BONUSPROPS, and up to a $1,000 signing bonus bundle from DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get all of these deals and more at the props must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone, you know, have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. That's the read. Heck yeah. Okay. So I guess you got to watch me say some roast jokes. These are my picks for the week. I hope you like them, Steve. Who do you think coach and survivor
1: voted for in the, the election? Oh, it's, I think it's pretty obvious. Okay. I also used to follow him on Twitter before he started spouting some nonsense. So I, I know who he voted for in the election.
0: Okay. I, I, someone asked me and I figured you were the person in my life most likely to know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. All right. Am I going to watch this vid? And a three,
0: two, one, roll it. Hi, I'm Joel Walkowski and I am a professional gambler here for the Props Network. Welcome to my little Sunday ritual. I can't tell you guys how much peace of mind I get from just coming out here and breaking into parishioners' cars. Stealing's a sin, but takeaways aren't. Here are my week nine picks. I like the Texans over the Jaguars. Fun fact, the Lone Star State is actually a Deshaun Watson reference. I like the Bears. Over the Titans, we got a QB controversy. People say that the Bears going back to Mitch is like returning to an abusive ex, but Mitch couldn't hit anybody. I like the Chargers over the Raiders. I love Justin Herbert. And you know what? He's the rarest thing in sports. A football player with acne that wasn't caused by steroids. I like the Pats over the Jets. Last week, Cam Newton made history. It was the first time his hands were the body part that made him look dumb. Those are my picks. Enjoy the games. How about that baseline, Stevie? That was nice. Nice.
1: I love the acne joke.
0: Yeah, and I, they did take out for time reasons. I couldn't use my joke that said Anthony Lynn coached games had more predictable endings than most pornos. Not <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one, but a 12-second joke. It's hard to get in a 60-second video. <laughs> So yeah, I like I love the te- the Texans. I see they're minus six and a half now. I'm all over that. Yep, I like that bet too. Patriots minus seven. They looked pretty well last week and lost a-, a heartbreaker because of a mistake. I think they'll roll.
1: I yeah, that one I'm staying away from. But I took the under in that game. But it's the Jets, so like, how do you not bet against the Jets? You got to bet against the Jets and it's easy to lose.
0: It'll be, it'll be the same loss as last Monday betting. Against yeah, exactly. These guys suck. They're going to get blown out. And then the tit- the Titans, I like it just because of the matchup. I, I bet Taylor Lewin being out, it leads me to think they'll de- their defensive line will be good. And then the chargers, I just hate the Raiders and I
1: love the chargers like, that's a heart pick for sure. Yeah, that's a heart pick that you're going to have your heart broken on because it's going to, the fourth quarter is going to go exactly how you think it's going to go, even though you don't want it to go that way.
0: You know, when, they're going to be up like 20 in the third quarter, <laughs> and I'll forget everything I've seen for like three seasons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like all those picks. I think the only one I would not take is the Bears Titans one. But then again, the Bears every week figure out a way to keep games close and win games they shouldn't win so what do i know
0: yeah the bears, bears are going to be the worst 12 and 4 team of all time
1: yeah yeah I, I ended up taking the over on the chargers raiders so i didn't pick a side on that one because the chargers are so like you can't i just feel like it's a complete toss-up with them every single time um but yeah everything else i i think i agreed with him my picks this week yeah and um do you have what's your favorite? pick of the week let's see it was probably packers 49ers but um honestly ravens colts i got the ravens at minus one so basically a pick them i just think that coming off a loss they're gonna roll and the colts are kind of fraudulent they have the best like statistical defense in the nfl but they haven't really played a top half team yet so, I can see the Ravens kind of exploiting their defense and and winning this game,
0: yeah, and I, I I'm with you on the Ravens. I mentioned the practice thing, a little bit worried about Ronnie Stanley. But I think the Ravens have incentive because I think this is a likely rematch we'll see in the wild card round, oh, yeah,
1: very well could be
0: because the Colts, I think they're going to win that division. they'll the South winner will be have the worst record of all the divisional champs in the AFC likely. And I think the Ravens will be the
1: first wild card seed. So make it
0: yeah. be more.
1: Very true. I can't wait. It'll be such a nice distraction after this week to just watch
0: football. It's going to be amazing. 10 hours on Sunday. You can book it. Well, it sounds like your car needs to be towed. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you address that. Thank you for coming on for the Friday prop drop. And I think we're going to make some money this week. I feel good about these. Okay.
1: All right. I feel good, too. Uh, thanks for having me on. Always always a pleasure. And thanks, and, everyone, for watching.
0: And I will see you on the court soon. Steve Clark, everybody. Thank, thank you. Okay. I've been Joel Walkowski. That was Steve Clark. And this has, of course, been the Friday Walk-On Props Drop. Join us, as always, at the Props Network. We'll be back Monday. We're going to do a Masters preview with ESPN's Noah Savage. And then we're going to have our Wild Wednesday with Eli Sayers as per usual. And we're going to do a deep dive into why I will be supporting the Warriors NBA Championship Futures. So, for the Props Network and the Walk-On, this is Joel Wachowski walking off.